Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show with your host and creator, Minister Annie Bell, the founder and executive director of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are providing talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. Please enjoy the show. for joining us tonight, my friends. I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing awareness and resources to the community in order to prevent these abuses. Well, welcome to another episode of our show that is sure to inspire, motivate, and help you heal from past wounds. Just to kind of catch you all up between season one and season two, we have have grown a little bit. Um, My husband and I started a new blog talk network, uh, which is called We Inspire Network Radio, a.k.a. Win Radio, where we are producing shows that discusses topics relevant to our daily lives, our daily walk. We have also started a publishing company called Habakkuk Books Incorporated, and that is to help self-publishing authors get their, um, get published uh, easier and even with less expenses. It is under that company where my new book was released uh, under the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive. Make sure you get your copy today on Amazon.com or, or even at Barnes & Noble. Now, to Irene's Blog Talk radio repertoire, we have added a new series, which we will be broadcasting from time to time. It is called Heroes Without Capes. We will be spotlighting um, people who are working in the community to help stop abuse and sex trafficking. These heroes do not wear capes. They don't fly through the air. They don't have x-ray vision, but they do have special powers. They have the power of compassion, the love for for their neighbor, and righteous indignation for injustices and shouts, not on my watch. So tonight, I will introduce to some and probably reacquaint with to others a hero, or shall I call her Shiro? who uses her special talents to make a difference in the world. Please help me welcome Ms. Heather Kirk. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here and wish I could fly. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes, yes, that would, you know, that would be so good. Um, 
and my daughter, our whole family, we love watching like the Avengers and stuff like that. And my daughter mm-hmm. will always ask me if we, if I had one power, you know, what would I, what would I choose? And, um, I said, you know, I say power to fly. I, I like that power. Um, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> well, wonderful. Again, thank you so much for taking time out to be, um, part of our broadcast and, I, you know, I really see it as being part of the movement, a, um, a positive part of the movement to stop abuse and uh, abolish sex trafficking. So um, as we are out here doing our broadcasts and finding relevant topics and bringing on guests, it's our way of uh, pushing that movement uh, further. So I, I appreciate you being a part of it. Um, and I know you've probably listened to a couple of our shows, and I appreciate that. I always like to start at the genesis. I always want to get to the beginning of one's story. And so, um, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, just blurt out a question for you. Um, okay. If you will, please tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, your family, your business. Sure. Um, I live now in Scottsdale, Arizona, but I grew up in a suburban Chicago area. Um, mm. have two younger brothers, and uh, I, uh, I moved to Arizona because I was definitely one of those kids who um, did not like the snow, um, mm. wouldn't go out in the cold. So it was, it was my plan and my dream as soon as I, I could to get someplace warm. Um, and uh, and I think that's also affected, you know, something we'll talk about a lot of my travels. Um, it's it's always been someplace warm. So um, I grew up in a Christian family, went to um, church all the way through my childhood, um, and uh, I think um, just just something that I remember. Um, as a child, um, going to adult church and mm-hmm. my, um, it's kind of a, I don't remember exactly what had happened, but something had happened that had made me uncomfortable with, um, an adult teacher and, uh, had asked my dad if I could go to adult church so I didn't have to go to, to class. Um, and, and I, I know those are things, uh, you know, nothing happened to me in that situation, but, um, I know those are always things that are of concern um, yes. when we talk about abuse. So um, my my parents were um, understanding and said if I if I went to adult church and I took notes and I could answer questions afterwards, um, then I could go to adult church. So I started very young going to services. Um, so I th- I think that really. Um, was a part of my really knowing God in a deeper way than other kids did um, mm-hmm. very young. Um, I, my father was an engineer, but in, um, in sales, mm-hmm. and uh, always part of the plan that I would go into business. Um, and so we talked um, when I was young about going to college for business, I've ultimately ended up with uh, a business degree and uh, at the same time got a uh, Spanish degree. I wanted to do international business and wow. um, did about, I wanted to be an international buyer. Um, 
for stores um, in the time that I was in school. Um, I uh, the the buying industry went from um, people going places, going internationally to buy, to pretty much uh, going to marts, and people came from other countries to mm-hmm. Chicago or Atlanta, and so. I ended up um, in Arizona with um, with a retail store out here, um, sat in an office doing buying, and then was sent out to the stores. In the stores, I, I lasted there for nine months wow. um, and just did not like it. Sales is not in my personality, um, <laughs> not something I enjoyed. And so I look back at what what was I doing naturally before that, what skills that I have. Um, And uh, when I was in the stores, I was basically counseling the employees that I was managing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I went back and got a master's degree in social work. Um, Wow. And so that really uh, made some big changes, directions in my life. Sure. Sure. Um, It's definitely... You know, when we, and that's why, you know, a lot of um, college students, they go thinking one thing and then they are doing something completely contrary to their degrees because Mm -hmm. it it takes us time to really know ourselves and understand ourselves outside of, you know, peer pressure and societal, you know, societal pigeonholing, I call it, you know, where it's like, okay, this is what success looks like, or this is what happiness looks like. And so it takes a while for us to break out of that and find who we are truly in the, at the core and how God created us. So, um, you know, and I also wanted to kind of go back to the fact that, you know, you were a very perceptive um, person at a young age to, um, to have felt uncomfortable and mm-hmm. something in your nowhere said this, that whatever that person was doing was inappropriate and for you to find a safe haven. Um, and the other thing is I want to applaud your parents for believing you yes. because a lot of times we don't, you know, the adults, they don't believe when the children are uncomfortable or, or what have you. And they, you know, make them go anyway. And uh, so I, I just wanted to applaud your parents as well as uh, you for being so per- perceptive at a young age. Yeah, and and I think um, you know we all have we have inborn traits, um, temperaments, and I was I was a shy child. I was a, a quiet child, and yet at the same time, um, strong, persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, there were there were other situations that I was in that I I didn't tell my parents about, um, but because of whatever trait that was that um, the the strength that was in me, um, I I was protected. I don't know why some children are protected and others aren't. I'm not sure we'll ever fully understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that God can use whatever happens to us. My, my pastor talks often about there's, um, there's no pain in vain. Um, mm. so, That's right. Um, but as a child, I had two different friends who um, 
I, I spent a lot of time with one of them, um, but a lot of overnights. That, but two different friends and their sisters who would, um, very young, third, fourth grade, would get up on, on counters and dance naked. This is not normal wow. um, for little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially back at that time, you know, I mean, now we see how, how young kids are more exposed to pornography. They see it on the Internet, that kind of thing. At that time, there was not a lot of exposure, especially for little girls. Um, so there was something happening in these, in these families and that I was exposed to two different families that this was happening in. Obviously, something was happening. I, I didn't ever find out for sure what was. Um, though later asking my parents, they believe um, that both of these families were, uh, the adults were swingers. Um, and th- this is interesting, you know, I'm, I'm kind of taking it aside. Um, I've been told in, uh, you know, kind of counseling by people, if, if someone, if a man is interested in adult women, they're not going to be interested in adult, in uh, little girls. I think this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be very careful about, about that. Um, so anyway, obviously something was happening in these homes. There were other things going on that I saw um, that I simply said, they said, come dance with us, you know, take off your clothes, come dance with us. I, I simply said, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, just, I just I didn't really watch. I didn't really participate. I didn't stop them. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't tell anyone. Um but I I just no thank you and they asked again, no thank you. Um and I just whatever in me had that determination or the ability to not not give in to that. Um, yeah, that's to picture. observe. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of observing, and I think that awareness later on as an adult was like, wow, something was seriously wrong uh, going on in these families that I had no idea, uh, no concept of at that time. Yes, yes. and uh, as children, you know, they're, they're going to emulate their um, atmosphere or environment, and so they mm-hmm. probably didn't think, anything of it. When I first came to United States, I was six. I spoke no English. Well, I think I could say hello, goodbye, you know, something like that, maybe four or five words, but okay. I didn't speak any English. And um, I just happened to be outside one day when a family was celebrating a a boy's birthday. He was about my age or a little bit younger. And mm-hmm. the party just started to get out of hand and the, the adults would was taking the clothes off of the kids and making oh them goodness. run a race. And then I guess they started getting even more hammered and the adults started taking off their clothes and racing each other. And mm-hmm. my, I remember my mom <laughs> yelled out the window, get back in the house, you know? <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, what are they doing? Is this what America <laughs> is all about? You know, I tell you, Your introduction. Uh, things that, yeah, things that we see through child, our, you know, our childish eyes. And we're like, okay, I don't even understand what that is. Well, we mm-hmm. are at our quarter hour. So I got to take a brief um, break for station identification. Everybody, please stay tuned. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back and, and kind of talk about more about what Heather is doing to help move 
um, or, or help in the progress of abolishing sex trafficking. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. Uh, I am your host, Minister Annie Bell, and it is powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Uh, I want to bring your attention to the slideshow on your screen for those who are listening via your computer or any handheld device. Uh, there you're going to find a lot of relevant information about um, our broadcast today, um, even Heather Kirk's uh, artistry and uh, where her art is actually being printed on. You're going to see all those slides as well. And um, also you can help us stay on the air by clicking on the ads that's surrounding the slideshow um, on your screen. Uh, as a donation, the uh, vendors are actually paying per click. So if you don't mind, just clicking at it. You don't have to purchase anything. Just go and click at it, um, you know, before, during, during, or even after the broadcast. So before we broke for commercial, Heather and I were talking about how, you know, our children, they emulate what they see and um, experience within their own environment. And uh, sometimes they don't even though it might not feel uncomfortable sometimes, I mean, it might not feel comfortable, they will still do what they see as normal. Um, and so 
my question to um, Heather, because she she does a lot of traveling. Now, Heather, your artistry and love for travel um, has taken you to many places around the world, and um, I think was also a catalyst for what you're what you do uh, for um, for those who need help in the sex trafficking trade, getting out of it. Could you share with us the beauty of the world you saw through your lenses? Sure. Um, I have. I have been all over the world. Um, often when I say that, people say, oh, what part of Europe have you been to? And <laughs> I have never been to Europe. I haven't even been to New York City. Um, but I have been uh, in the Caribbean, uh, Bahamas, uh, Jamaica. I've been in Central America, Belize and Costa Rica, um, to down to Venezuela, uh, Fiji, Australia, Um a lot of my interest has been in, yes, photographing the beauty of places, but also in just getting to know people and different, different cultures. Um, I do a lot of talking with people when I travel. I try to stay away from kind of the, um, the major tour groups um, to have a chance to really get to know people and, and get to know the the local things that are going on, which which has also exposed me to, to some things that I've seen and, and has affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it is amazing, um, the beauty there is all over the world and God's creation um, oh, yes. is, is just so, so unique. There's so much difference. Um, how many different ways a mountain can be formed and, and the colors in it um, and the different colors of the sea. Uh, just fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And I agree. So. I truly do. Uh, I have a book called The Art of God, which is nothing yeah. but nature scenes, but it's so beautiful how, you know, you see the snow-capped mountains or even the the, um, the aurora, the lights. Uh, you know, it's just amazing when I um, see all these places, and I love travel as well, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, you you have to believe in a god when you start when you see yeah. the beauty in in nature and and that's what it does uh, you know nature um actually um refl- is a reflection of god it reflects uh god to us you know and so um and i'm sure though along the way you've uh you know seeing the beauty of each country but contrastly um you also witness some i call uh, ugly things of each country things that may not be as beautiful. Could you share some of those things with us? True. Um, I think the the first situation probably that I was in where I saw some of the, as you say, the ugly things was on a mission trip to India. Um, I was there with a medical mission trip, um, and uh, just my mom and I were just really blessed to as non-medical people to be able to go and be a part of it. Um, and as a photographer, I was there to, to uh, document it, uh, the things that they were doing as well. So we were in a hospital much of the time. Um, I won't go into details, but people may have heard about um, burned brides in India where um, if, if dowries are not paid, um, they may get doused with kerosene and set on fire oh by a mother-in-law. Um, it's and uh, the women we saw were covered. They were completely burned, and most would not uh, oh, would not survive. Um, uh, we 
you know, saw and heard about um, how if a baby was born or, uh, yes, even born that was a girl, and because of this, because dowries became very expensive, the whole dowry system was turned around that uh, a, a woman's family paid dowry to a man to take her on. So it's mm-hmm. not the dowry system that we understand at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that that baby girls um, were sometimes killed at birth because of the cost that they would bring on to a family that was in poverty. Um, so heard a lot about those things. It's very overwhelming. Um, and then afterwards, my mom and I went to um, Mumbai, which is uh, known as uh, many, many years we knew as Bombay, and just had a taxi driver kind of drive us around to see the sights and let him just choose what you know what he was going to show us. So we saw many of the beautiful sights and buildings, and but he also wanted us to see some of those ugly things. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember driving down a street, um, and let me step back real quickly. I had, I had uh, gone to school in Mexico City and had seen. Poverty. I had traveled to Venezuela, to Caracas, and had seen poverty. I thought I was prepared. I was not wow. prepared in any way for, for what I saw there. Um, stacked boxes, stacked high of, of people living in boxes four, four or five uh, levels high and children just sitting in, um, in these boxes with with no clothes, you could tell they were starving, oh um, and I guess they had just been pushed to certain areas to be out of out of sight mm-hmm. um, to other people. We saw people um, at night covering the streets, the sidewalks, the mediums, sleeping on just blankets, um, just everywhere. Uh, they had no place to live, no place to be. Um, so I remember in, in the middle of the night going back to um, the airport, and we saw this, just thousands, about thousands of people filling the sidewalks and the medians um, asleep. And I remember seeing one man on a cot, and I thought, you know, it's weird how our brains become uh, brainwashed so quick. I thought, oh, my God, he's rich. He has a cot. Wow. He's <laughs> rich. Um, wow. So another thing that this taxi driver took us to see was the the red light district. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw um, women in buildings. Uh, it is like you see in movies. Um, they're behind bars. Um, they are locked in these places, several stories high. Um, and the man uh, driving us explained that there were sections by age, so what uh, what a person was looking for, um, he uh, he could find by a section by age, and we were taken through a section where it was all children. Oh my God! Um, and oh my God. very very eye opening, and still there's something that allows you when you see that in a foreign country, it allows you to think it. Thank God this doesn't happen in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Um, it's a very protective thing, I think, that our brain does. Thank God it doesn't happen where I come from, where I live. Um, it's just hidden to us. It is yes. everywhere. This is a, an epidemic yes. of tragedy going on around the world. Um, and people are, it is slavery. Absolutely, they are, they are tricked. Um, they are caught, sometimes sold by family, sometimes um, deceived yes. that it's a waitressing job. It's a whatever. House cleaning. Um, and, mm-hmm. and locked up. And, and there is no way for these people to, to get away. Um, but it was so, um, so visual, so powerful. Um, and I respect this man who we had said, you know, take us on a little pretty tour of the city. Mm-hmm. That he mm-hmm. wanted to see the fullness of it. Yeah. He wanted us to see it. And, you know, um, there's something humble about that as well because he didn't just want you to leave his country seeing just a part of it. Uh, I know people who only want to show the good parts, you know, the good yeah. things of my country so they could be proud. But I think there was some humility there and even some of reaching out for help because, um, you know, for him to, to take an American there, maybe there there could be something that, this American can do to help, you know? So that's, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm sure he was just a very humble person to, to show that Mm -hmm. side. And, um, you know, poverty is a trauma. Um, Living in that type of poverty, even poverty within our streets in the United States is traumatic and um, has a way of impeding development uh, within our children and um, and then the adults, you know, doing something to their their hope. And so um, it's uh, I'm so glad that you you're sharing that with us, because, again, like you said, it's it's not a problem in India. It's not a problem in Korea and all these third world other third world countries. But it is a problem here in the most powerful nation in the world, uh, the United States, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to go and uh, talk to you a little bit more about what you do and the idea that uh, you were given to start helping. So, but of course, I got to take another <laughs> station identification break. It goes so, so fast. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it does. Time time flies when we're having fun. Everybody, please mm-hmm. hang on to your wigs. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. Irene, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ. And N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey 
of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. And I am so sorry. I had said all that, and we um, had a technical difficulty. Is everybody, um, are you with me, Heather? I am back. I didn't know. (laughs) I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm just talking away and talking away, and I I, I know I said some really profound things. Nobody heard me. um, I didn't answer any questions. (laughs) I'm thinking, hello? But anyway... I tell you, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Um, <laughs> what I was uh, saying and um, was that, first of all, welcome back to the show from that uh, long break and uh, that <laughs> moment of silence. And uh, we are powered by uh, We Inspire Radio Network, and I am the um, host, Minister Annie Bell. We are the outreach uh, one of the outreaches of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and where we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through the teaching of financial literacy and Christian counseling. We are hosting an awareness and prevention event in October to observe Domestic Violence uh, Month, the Prevention of Domestic Violence Month. I will be one of the speakers along with Minister Lloyd Bell and Tony 69 Williams, who is the CEO of Wavy Entertainment Group. We will um, also have a special musical guest who will perform his new hit single called Angie, which is um, a song about those who are victims of domestic violence. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please join us at the Oaks Golf Course on October 15th at 9 a.m., Till 11 a.m. Now, Heather, um, how did you come up with the idea of allowing the work you love to do become the very vehicle by which you use to help sex trafficking victims and the abolishment of that industry? Well, I think um, it started back with this mission trip to India. I was there to document what um, there had been a fundraiser. The church had paid for a ventilator, which is a very important piece of equipment medically. um, And I took photos, but then I also wanted to use the photography at that time to raise funds. So of the photos I took, um, I had some images for sale. I had note cards for sale. Um, and funds were then sent back to the hospital for the work they were doing. And, and I'm sure everyone understands this, though 
although there are these ugly things in other countries as well as our own. Um, there's mm-hmm. just amazing, amazing people uh, everywhere all over the world. Um, we just understand that. But the work yeah. they were doing at that hospital was um, wonderful. And um, dealing with things, um, the difficult things of their culture, confronting them, um, so I, as I thought back, you know, it's interesting in planning for an interview like that to say, wow, I was doing this back back then as well. Um, so, and then just on my own, as uh, as I was raising um, or just earning money through my business uh, separately, individually, I was donating um, to I have various groups that I support. But one of them was the World Vision International, um, and specifically um, things they were doing in uh, India and Asia um, of helping uh, sexually exploited girls get out of these situations um, to do um, loans, microloans to women, to do education for girls to help prevent these kinds of situations. Because if women are bringing in money, um, if they have the future and the ability to bring in money to a family, um, that they're, they're less at risk to be tricked, to be sent somewhere to work, um, or to be even, as I said, in, in extreme poverty situations, sometimes sold by their family members or a, a family member. Um, so it started back then. But for many, many years, uh, I can probably say decades um, I had always wanted to go to Cambodia and photograph the ruins of Angkor Wat. Um, had already always seen amazing uh, photos of that, and uh, many people will recognize little parts of it from um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when there was these huge trees growing over faces, you know, carved wow. faces and everything. Mm-hmm. So something I'd wanted to do for years. Um, I've, I've gone to a lot of the Mayan ruins. Um, for some reason, ruins and cemeteries fascinate me. Um, finally had the chance to go to Cambodia and Angkor Wat. Um, didn't want to, you know, it's a very long way to go for a short trip. So my friend and I also um, went to Thailand and Bali at the same time. And I thought, I'm finally going to get to photograph these things. Um, and, and I've, I am a photographer. I'm a fine art photographer. Sell um, my art for people's homes and businesses. And um, right before I went, I thought, oh, uh-oh, what am I going to do with these? I'm going to end up with pictures of Buddha and, and Hindu temples. And um, is this just for myself? What, mm-hmm. what can I do with this? How can I handle this? kind of uh, contrast of being a Christian, um, I had already um, gotten rid of, just basically destroyed um, photos of Buddhas that I had to keep me from um, selling them because, you know, I the fear of being a part of um, what becomes idol worship uh, yes. for others. Um, so it, it suddenly became confusing. Um, I did research, saw uh, World Vision International again was doing work um, in the area, in the Southeast Asia area, where um, a lot of a lot of women are um, end up in slavery, in the sex trade, human trafficking, and slavery, children as well, um, often being tricked into quote work. Um, 
saw that um, prevention and intervention work was being done there and contacted uh, a group in Cambodia. Um, they said, we are doing work here. We appreciate your interest, but we're so sorry for someone to come and see what we're doing. Um, you need to have clearance. You need to have gone to your um, own police department, get fingerprints, etc. cetera. Um, and I appreciated that. I, I couldn't go, but I told them, I appreciate that you're doing that, what you're doing to protect uh, your program, protect the, yeah. the, the women and, and children that are in these programs, um, uh, to protect the location of where this work is being done. Um, but I decided when I came back that I did want to use my photos and really felt that I was led by God to use my photos then to um, support the programs that were being done and contacted World Vision. I am, as far as, you know, an artist goes, pretty small time, but had someone at World Vision uh, talk to me. We worked up a contract. Um, and people have asked me, you wrote a contract to give? I mean, <laughs> why do they want yes. a contract? Why? But um, my agreement, and part of it is an agreement for myself, you know, holding myself accountable, but, you know, it's, yes. it's 20%. So for me, this was, it would be kind of like the idea of, of the tithe, you know, the 10%, but, but mm -hmm. it would be me giving and my business giving. Um, Amen. And that the contract part was, and this was difficult, but I did get them to an, agree, and it's in writing, that it would go specifically to prevent or intervene in the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, um, in uh, Thailand and Cambodia, those two countries. Um, because they have the child sponsorship programs, and that's kind of the, the easiest way, the most common way that they, they use the monies that they get. So, um, but I said it needs to go to the country of the picture that I sell. So if it yes. sells in Thailand, it's going to Thailand, and it has to go to the, the program specifically for the human trafficking. Um, and this is why I wanted a contract because this is what they have agreed to do. Mm -hmm. um, in Bali, because it's part of Indonesia, you know, my Bali is not a, a, a Muslim nation, but the rest of Indonesia is. Um, and I think they have limited somewhat what World Vision, a Christian organization, can do in Indonesia. So there are some limits there. Um, so what the, any photos um, that, that sell of Bali will be going to microloans for women, and um, which happens to be, as I kind of alluded to before, it's, it's not that indirect in mm -hmm. preventing human trafficking because if a woman uh, is bringing in money, um, much less at risk um, of, of getting into the sex trade. And um, that's why, I mean, poverty, the po poverty is what allows uh the the predators to to use, uh to manipulate uh the these people to you know come and they'll say hey you know work as a, a housekeeper mm -hmm. or work as a you know waitress like you said but they're really right. you know um grabbing them and 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 enslaving them uh for sex and being traded all over the world you know they're right. they're passports taken away once they get to the mm -hmm. destination it's really it's truly a horrible and scary thing 
Um, I think it was fascinating how you took something that has nothing to do with sex trafficking and made it correlate. You made it um, work for the uh, the good of the um, the victims. You know, to help the victims. You're you're a photographer, a fine art arts photographer, um, mm-hmm. but you used your art, your artistry, uh, to glorify God. And um, and so I just applaud you for that. I think that Thank is you. beautiful. Um, it's just to me just seamless. And um, especially how you also contracted to have monies go to the country where you had, you know, taken the picture. Now, some mm-hmm. of, I don't know if y'all are looking at the slideshow, but there's some beautiful garments there. And um, I'm going to be purchasing one. And, uh, and when I wear it, I'm going to know that I have, I've indirectly helped someone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're so busy with, you know, buying the Louis Vuittons and the coaches and the Michael Kors, but, you know, they probably have something, I, I don't know, but to to actually have, uh, be connected to an organization that is directly impacting um, this, the tra- sex trafficking industry in a negative way, you know, that they are about to bring it down, abolish it, mm-hmm. and, and also positively help the victims I think that's just hands down a perfect um, relationship. So I, I, I uh, you know, appreciate what you're doing. Um, for those who just joined us, we are um, just talking about uh, being a hero in our community with, with, without having to have the superpowers, um, you know, of flying across the, uh, the sky and, <laughs> you know, the x-ray vision, what you can do as your average person, average citizen, um, think of ways how you can impact this movement um, to, to stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking because it's a horrible industry. Um, you have tuned in to WIN Radio uh, Network, and I am uh, Minister Annie Bell, the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you all for joining us. Now, the other question, um, I'm just going to make an executive decision to skip my next uh, station identification break because I want to make sure that we get all that information in and the, uh, our listeners get to hear uh, even more about what you're doing. You know, I was really curious as to the, the feelings that you may have had when you first sold your, your, um, your item, you know, through that charitable vehicle. How did it feel? Um, it's it's really exciting um, to know that that I'm able to give to something that is really really important to me. But also when when someone else buys, um, and I am pretty clear about what I'm doing and where the money is going, then that means to me that they're supporting um, yeah. that that thing as well, and it's important to other people. Um, I think a lot of times when we do this kind of work, whatever it is, whatever God leads us to do, um, it's easy to feel alone and, and to feel unsupported. So when someone purchases something, it's uh, it's like, ah, okay, I'm not alone. Or uh, there's yes. a reinforcement that, um, you know, yes, this yes. is what, what God wants me to do. Um, Amen. So yes. I think that's mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, that must that must feel good. Uh, and I I know that um, when we're doing something and we're doing our outreaches and somebody uh, grabs a hold of that vision and, and is able to move with us, that also is affirmation to me that okay, I'm not the only one that sees this as a problem. Um, wanted to make sure everybody understand that uh, when we talk about sex trafficking, we're not talking about third world countries. Um, we're not talking about other nations, but our nation is included. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, and this is one of the biggest hubs of the United States. They are, there are men who fly into Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson Airport, um, corporate businessmen who fly in, and uh, they will have already connected with the uh, pimp, and um, they tell them which, what type of sex toy that they want to have, whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl, whether it's under 10 in their teens. They, you know, they're giving these um, checklists. As if it was as if they were purchasing an item, and to them that's what it is. So um, our our children are being snatched from uh, suburban streets and drugged. They're you know they're normally injected with some type heroin or something, and um, and then thrown right in the streets of Atlanta. They don't even know where they are because they're they're no. so you know drugged with um, with whatever uh, that that drug that the pimp decided to shoot up in their veins. So then you have another fold where that person is addicted and needs the drug. And so now the, this pimp is the only one who they can go to to get it. So it's a cycle that needs to be broken. And, and sex slavery is so much more different than child abuse um, that the counseling has to be different. So there's a need out here to uh, right. supply, to have transition homes, and transitional programs to help the um, victim, who the survivor of sex trafficking, to be able to transition back into society and not fall back into trying to sell their bodies or even go back to their their pimp um, or their well, daddies, you, as they call it. Yeah, and you bring up something. Um, so another country that I am very tied to, I lived in the Dominican Republic for eight months, but I've been there <laughs> many times, uh, kind of, a heart home for me. Um, I saw something kind of similar to what you're talking about, but they, they call it sex tourism, um, basically. Yeah. And, and that's what men come and, um, and there have a, a girlfriend for a week or a month. And um, yeah. they like to fantasize that this is a quote girlfriend, but it is um, a very uh, often very abusive um, kind of relationship. Obviously there's a power thing. So I have partnered with um, eternally cherished, there um, and she is doing much more preventative level work working with orphaned women who um, who would be high at risk um, either to be tricked or to be um, feeling it's their only choice yeah so I do want to say there's so many different programs the clothing you talked about is Vita Voices and they also do literacy programs with the people who make their clothing but I'm involved in so many different things that what I decided to do is to take one website and that's heatherjkirk.com. The middle initial J is, is Jill for my mom, but there's lots of Heather Kirks out there who do <laughs> photography and writing and graphic design. But anyway, so heatherjkirk.com. There's links to all these different things. 
Um, and uh, I, I just want people then to be able to see uh, some of these programs and what's being done as well. I do believe you're going to um, hopefully get to talk to uh, Crystal Green of, of Eternally Cherished um, yes. sometime to see what, what she's doing there in Dominican Republic. I would love to have her on my show, and um, I'll be reaching out to her sometime this week. Hopefully, we can connect. But um, you are involved with so many great organizations who are out in the thick of things. They are, yes. you know, um, out there in the grind and um, making a difference. And I think, um, you know, that is so wonderful because uh, a lot of times people think that if they don't, if they're not out there doing it, that they can't really help, but you're showing us that we yes. can help. We can, we are empowered to help, and uh, we just have to think outside the box sometimes. Right. Even and, you know, the and radio God will shows. use. You know, people think, oh, I don't want to be sent to whatever China or Africa. Yes. You know what we are told. But yeah, you know, I have a friend who speaks Chinese and probably would be loved to sent there. But he's not. God's not going to send me there. He sent me to the Dominican <laughs> Republic. You know, I mean, God's right. going to use. It may be uncomfortable. It may be difficult. But He's going to use each of our um, talents, our experiences, um, our gifts. Um, yeah. And we just have to be open to that. Now and we have pray just and about. Seek it. Yes, Amen. Yeah. We have just about a minute and a half, and I, so I wanted you to share with our listeners. Um, some advice you would give to others who want to help but just don't know where to start? And then what are some of your future endeavors? The last question that I would like you to answer is how my listeners can get in touch with you um, to purchase some of your items. I would also ask if you could send me um, whatever uh, links or whatever. I will put it up on our um, Facebook page because we have a little over 3,000 members on that. And um, so we could really – do our part. So the first question, what uh, advice will you give others who want to help but just don't know where to start? I think just start somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to recreate the the wheel. Um, There's so many programs, and if there's one that just interests you, that kind of you just have a heart for, just jump in and do something. Uh, Pray for God to lead you. um, Very good. Sometimes it's not, most times it's not out loud voice, right? Um, right. It's a, it's a prompting, it's an urging. Um, just jump in. Quit talking about it, quit thinking about it, and jump in somewhere. And if yeah. you're not comfortable, then try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. What are some <laughs> of your future endeavors? Oh, gosh. my One of my future endeavors is to cut down on future endeavors. <laughs> I am praying for God to help me focus because I want my time used for him and, and not Amen. bouncing around, really. Yes, so, yes. Okay. But, um, okay. We noted. So, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I wanted, you know, just to know where he wants to guide me. So Amen. the easiest way to get in touch with me is heatherjkirk.com, and there are links there to um, the other sites, the clothing, the eternally cherished, the um, the different art. Wonderful, wonderful. Heather, it has been a blast. I just absolutely Thank love you. what you're doing and your heart and um, for God's people. Thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. And um, please stay in touch with us because, you know, absolutely. we never know what the Lord is going to do. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much.
You're welcome. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Now, I would like to leave you with um, this wisdom to reign. Oscar Schindler said, whoever saves one life saves the whole entire, saves the world entire. And so I encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and save a life. Be a hero or a shero for someone who needs a helping hand. Um, to make a donation or get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.anniebellministries.org, I mean .com, or www.wealthmngt.org. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Irene. Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Um, also go to our YouTube channel, Irene Blog Talk, and become a subscriber so that you don't miss any of our shows. Now, if you will, repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in um, to the show. Let's reign together. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. It's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. Inspiration. It's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. Inspiration.